0: And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the
1: one, the only, Pucko Podcast. Podcast! Alright, Thatch, today's the day. We're recording the podcast. We've got a special guest on. We've got all our ducks in a row. We've been looking up the news. We've been searching. We're everything set to go. Uh, no. Sublime just canceled on us. Aww.
0: It's Pucko! Pucko! It's Pucko! Pucko! Pokemon Underground Champions League,
2: oh yeah. Pucko! Pucko. Grab your friends, is that time again. again. Listen to the shit with the phone never ends. It's Pucko! fuck up! Oh, yeah. Fuck go! Your
0: host, Spring Your co host, Larry you Huck up! Huck up! Huck up! go! yeah yeah, yeah! Fuck, off. fuck, off. fuck off. And welcome to the 187th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here with my
2: co-host... Gator. Uh, Gumi. Yay, you said your name. Is that, <laughs> and... is that what I'm going to be called today, Gumi? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then we say, uh, and, and here, welcome to the Puckle Podcast, we are a Pokemon show about the trading card game, the video game, pretty much everything in the fandom. Uh For those of you who haven't listened to us before, that's what we are. Puckle, of course, stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. I hope you don't look too much into it.
1: Whoa, 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 okay. I'm going to pause right here in our usual com- conversation, Thatch. Yeah. I've been listening to you call this a nonsensical name. We are an Underground Champions League, okay? <laughs> I don't know if you haven't been invited to the meetings, but we've been fighting.
0: <laughs> what are you fighting against?
1: Uh, Team Rocket. <laughs> Duh! We've been training, but the first rule of Pokemon Underground Champions League is you don't talk about Pokemon Underground Champions League except like, like 187 other times, and the 187 other times. But that's fine; <laughs> it's consistent.
0: No, If you listen back to like the first episode, we talk about it as if it's some sort of like cult, and it like, is some uh, sort of like cult. like we talk about sacrificing chickens, and uh yeah. It's something that nobody should ever listen to again.
2: I feel like as a casual listener of the show it has become a bit of a cult. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we we
1: have we praise Whimsicott and we roast Thatch, so That's true. Uh,
0: <laughs> I I just remembered Whimsicott's Charizard's name. And uh it's Soviet me
1: laugh. Russia. Thatch, <laughs> thatch roasts, roasts you. you. <laughs>
0: it's called Soviet Thatch. Um but yeah, uh the question that I begin every show with. What
1: have you guys been up to in Pokemon lately? As for myself, I sat there on Thursday night alone. That's so sad. That was my gym time. You guys need to come fight me. I welcome all challengers. Yeah, right? The Um, only two people who have my badge right now are myself and Justin.
0: (laughs) Two gym? Seriously, nobody's
1: come to challenge you? Nobody's come to challenge me during my gym time. Justin won the badge during somebody else's gym time. Really? And his team won... I'm running the dragon gym. He's running the fairy gym. Oh, of course. I uh... did get him to like 3 but it wasn't of W for me. So come challenge me. Come fight me. I dare you. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Thursday yeah. nights, 8 to 10, Eastern.
0: I've noticed that, Uh, so Misty and I have back-to-back times. And a lot more people show up to her time than to my time. It's very interesting. And like it's people who haven't earned my badge yet
1: thatch i have a conspiracy theory yeah i think you're just there for both times
0: no that's not true i
1: promise i feel i, I feel like
0: you are secretly misty she kicks me off the computer and will do it herself like no joke
1: i don't i don't <laughs> think there is a misty thatch
0: you don't think so I even don't. though she's definitely been on the show before
1: I, i've heard a voice that you attributed to somebody <laughs> named misty <laughs> you you've yet to provide any solid proof of her existence
0: that's, that's ch- no i did uh Summer, or not summer, like UTC video. That you took a video
1: of a stranger, (laughs) and we all know that that was just Scrawn in a wig.
0: It was Scrawn. I haven't (laughs) met Scrawn yet. I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. I get to meet Scrawn, actually, like, in person in, like, two weeks.
1: That's Um, the best news I've heard all week.
0: It's actually true. Uh, For those of you who don't know, uh, Pokemon Nationals in the U.S. is happening next week. And uh, a bunch of us from Puckle are going, like a bunch of people are showing up. We've got hotel rooms in the same place. We're calling it PuckleCon. That's and sweet. So if you guys are going to the U.S. Nationals next uh, in two weeks, I guess it is, uh, let us know. We'll be there. We can hang out. We can go get a root beer, something, or a real beer.
2: We'll get a Moo Moo Milk.
0: <laughs> yeah, Moo <Moomoo> Moo Milk. Uh, <laughs> a root Drink some beer. green Toros. I I, It'll be great. I mean, it's been a while since I've been in Indianapolis. I think it's actually literally been like four years. I think the last time I went to Indianapolis is when I went to uh, the 2011 national championships, <laughs> where I recorded video and then never posted it.
2: Nice.
1: It was the horrible. Last video confirmed. It. I mean, I think I still have it somewhere. We we're gonna find it, edit it, throw some uh, special effects on it, and it's gonna be Pacocon video stock <laughs> footage. I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take a lot of video when I'm at Pacocon. I think it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Hopefully right, guys, get a lot of people show up. You heard it here first. That will be recording young children in oh, Indianapolis. Young children.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bribing them with
2: Pokemon cards. That's sounds right. right.
1: So, King Goomy, what have you been up to in Pokemon lately?
2: Um, I've been uh, practicing for the upcoming uh, international challenge, which is the Wi-Fi tournament this weekend. Yeah. Um, so I've just been building a team for that. So. Did you build
0: the did you do the one in April as well or
2: Uh yeah, I did. I did terribly at that one. I did I started off really well. Like yeah. the first 10 matches I was like 9 and 1. Ooh. And then I ended up like 20 and 10. So like wow. it, it it wasn't the yeah. greatest. It wasn't too bad, I suppose, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh as for myself, I've been doing gym stuff just like Gator. Um I was on on Friday night as well doing some gym battles. Um I don't know about anything else that I've been doing. I've been playing some showdown, just fiddling around with stuff. I'm moving next week, so, like, I'm getting ready to, like, set up my studio. And I have, like, a lot of stuff planned, so only half of that's going to be done once I move in. But, you know, uh, hopefully some more stuff will come out of it once I have, like, my own dedicated studio.
2: Sounds pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited. Like, ever since I started doing this show, like, seven or eight years ago... I never thought I was ever gonna like dedicate an entire room to this, in my entire life. But now that I'm moving and like we have this extra room, it's gonna turn into like a studio space, and it's gonna have everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> Except that I, I, that I would you, like a new mic at some point. But that you
1: can't, you can't find friends in an empty room.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, thankfully, I don't stay in there all the time. <laughs> but yeah, everything uh, you
1: ever wanted, but so so lonely.
0: But yeah, uh, before we move on too farther, we should definitely uh, talk to our friend Gumi here. Uh, we have plenty of questions for you as our special guest, and we're going to put this in quotes: VGC expert.
2: VGC expert. Yeah, oh, man, I'm not even yeah. that good. I'm just very <laughs> lucky. You're just very lucky. <laughs> so, so the first thing the we, wa- we want to let's uh.
1: Your self-proclaimed biography here. We're going to read it straight off of your Twitter. (laughs) The blushing should pursue. Top four at VGC Nationals UK 2014. Finalist at VGC Regionals Arnhelm 2015. Programmer, VGC Master Splatooner Canadian. Maybe I shouldn't have said expert. I should have said master. That's what I should have said.
2: Master is a much better description.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And he's being humble, and I assume that's because of the Canadian.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where the humbleness is coming from.
0: But you live in Ireland right now, right?
2: Uh, Yeah, so um, I just really started doing a lot of the VGC stuff after I moved over uh, across the ocean. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, so the top four at UK uh, 2014 is actually my first live event. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it went really, really well, obviously. So I've kind of been doing it ever since then, you know? Yeah.
1: Wonderful, yes, yeah. that's, that's crazy. How did you get started in Pokemon?
2: Uh, like I started as a kid um like everyone. I was yeah, I was like seven or eight, and I had um a game boy, and I borrowed my friend's Pokemon red, and he hardly ever played it, so I would like be borrowing it and borrowing it. We would swap games a lot, and uh I just remember like just playing through that thing over and over and over again, and eventually, my mom get me got me Pokemon yellow which Mm -hmm. was the new thing when i actually wanted my own game and uh i've gotten every generation i skipped through the gba era uh, for lack of a gba and uh no other than that i've been a fan since you know i've always i've grew up on it and always liked it
1: did you enjoy the third gen remakes?
2: since you didn't get to play those with gba i did yeah they were good um Really well done. I like the whole story arc with the. Well, I played um, Alpha Sapphire, so with Kyogre mm-hmm. and stuff. Hey, it was good. That's awesome. Um, you
1: said you recently started playing competitively, so how long has that been now that you started playing?
2: Uh, so I started online playing uh, around 2013 mm-hmm. uh, in the Gen 5 metagame. But um does really casual. I just did a few things, um, a few tournaments hosted by various i don't know twitter places and podcasts and whatnot and uh after that in 2014 um since i knew i'd be trying to go to the nationals i i really tried hard at building a really solid team i copied part of a team that did really well in um singapore uh which was like a mega Venusaur team mm. and i kind of added my my own stuff to it i team built with a few friends and yeah did well that's so. what you have to do yeah yeah get together with to some buddies and come up with some pokemon i trainers. mean that's half the I, fun of it right it yeah, really is team
0: building is a lot of fun and i don't i think a lot of people take that for granted
2: yeah I it's mean, great coming up with new concepts and ideas and stuff
0: like i really especially vgc cuz it allows for so much
2: creativity oh it really does i not that ou doesn't cuz i've played a bit and mm-hmm. it's still it's still interesting but it's it's like comparing apples to oranges they're just exactly. two different things
1: exactly um so can you tell us about when you made nationals in the top four? How did that go? Just... Uh, <laughs> was some shit of excitement. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just bring us in the moment.
2: All right. Well, uh, so round one, I played um, this. Uh, he is actually... Um, no, he was uh, from South America somewhere. And he actually lived in the UK now. And um, he 4-0'd me. Like, game wow. one. I was it. Like, I was like, oh, man all this hard work that I've been putting over for for weeks and he beat me with a pretty gimmicky mega pincer team. And I was like, off, oh, well, all right, I'm 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 just here for fun anyways. And, uh, then the camp, the comeback started. Um, I was six one and then I lost to a really, really terrific Spanish player. Um, who was actually seventh at worlds last year, was fifth at worlds, something like that. He was top eight. Um, so I lost to him and then, uh, when the Swiss rounds were done, they announced top cut and I knew that I would be like on the verge of top 32 to make the top cut, but probably not. And, uh, well, it turned out that I was like, I was like 31st seed or something like that. It was, so I was really hyped then. Um, my first top 32 opponent was, uh, Barry Anderson, who had been ninth, uh, in worlds in 2013. So just the year before, and uh so I was really hyped to play him. He had no idea who I was, I was just some random guy who got lucky. And uh we we had a really good um set. The first round I was running a choice scarf guard chomp and he was not expecting a choice scarf guard chomp, no one was. It was <laughs> been my it was my hidden tech that worked really well. Um so I beat him really easily in round one. Round two he swept me and round three it was a really close game. Um but I burnt his mega tyranitar early or something like that and so i just got the the edge up there and um so that was really like that was that moment there when i beat like an actual really good player who i knew that was really hype uh, i kind of rode the wave till there till top four and then i lost to um the spanish guy who had beat me in swiss it oh, wow. was really good as well so i mean mm-hmm. fair play um yeah i was still super hype you know
1: yeah it was like that's that's got to be awesome just to go in there expecting to have a casual day ended up top four
2: yeah yeah exactly um and i turned i think a lot of people uh were really surprised because no no one absolutely knew me like (laughs) yeah that's
0: part that's the best part i like i like uh the people that just kind of come out of nowhere
2: yeah it is um it was really cool to to be part of that story Mm -hmm. i suppose and and
1: I think, too, that, you know, it gives other people the idea that it's true, that it doesn't matter how much experience you have with Pokemon, mm-hmm. if you dedicate the time and you put in the time and you play your team well, you can reach oh, the top. Yeah, yeah it, it's, exactly. There's no pay to play, you, you mm-hmm. learn.
2: Yeah, you learn to play, and, you know, you could be starting, and, you know, good players are coming a lot quicker now because the game's a lot more accessible as it used to be, um, but... You know, you could be in your first year of VGC or of any metagame, and you can just start doing well right away if you put in the time.
0: Oh, yeah. That's the magic of it, right? Because it starts... uh
2: They they do a new meta pretty much every year. Yeah. And it's VGC completely does, different. Yeah. It's yeah, just completely it's, different every year. Yeah. It's always double battles, but it's always the different, like, decks and... Mm-hmm. Um, well, s- yeah. Well,
1: speaking of that, what, about what teams have you seen come to the top of VGC meta game, I guess you'd call it this
2: year. What are you looking at? Um, so the bigger teams that have come out at least this year, uh well, Japan has gotten really popular with Sand. Really? It's this whole uh yeah, they they the actual nickname of the team is just Japan Sand. <laughs> where it's uh, <laughs> uh a mega Salamence team with uh Tyranitar and Excadrill. And it has a few mm-hmm. other things as well, like uh Rotom Wash and um uh Moongus uh, I forget what the last slot is, but it can it can vary. I think some people run um, Heatran there, but not everyone does. Um, so that's a really common team. Um, I mean, common th- threats are like you know the Landorus team, mm-hmm. um, Thunderous Incarnate, uh, nicknamed the Genies. They're seen really commonly. Uh, Mega Kangaskhan. Oh man, Mega Kangaskhan. So I, I run a Mega Kegascon on my VGC team. Not yeah. All three <laughs> of these
0: people that
1: you've mentioned so far are my VGC
2: team. Because yeah. uh. <laughs> I mean, well, they're they're the common things, right? That's yeah. what everyone's using. It's really the metagame, um, the solid teams are like that. Um The last um the last few VGC events here, what one? Um uh, mega can Keng- mega charizard tailwind mega charizard won the german nationals uh mega kangaskhan team won the uh uk nationals and a mega kangaskhan team also won the um italian nationals so it's it's a pretty predominant mega um in my opinion not really there's not another mega that comes as close Mm -hmm. to being as good
1: well there were some shenanigans with um a certain mega recently, the, uh, Parish Trap team. Yeah, Wolf
2: Glick's Parish Trap team. Oh man, Wolf Glick's Parish Trap team. I I really like that team, because it really shows how good of a team builder Wolf Glick is. Um, because he he knows in his head, like, exactly how other people are going to try and play around it, and how, what he has to do every game against every kind of team to go ahead and, and win that match, um... And Parastrap is one of those, um, like, it's often seen as a gimmick, but it's also one of those things that if you set up, there's no really, there's not a good way to stop it. Um, um,
1: for, for our non competitive listeners, can you give, like, a brief rundown of Parastrap? Because that's a Gengar team, correct?
2: Oh, yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, it's a Gengar team. So Mega Gengar's ability is a Shadow Tag, and Shadow Tag prevents you from switching unless you have the ability Shadow Tag or you're a Ghost type. And um, uh, Mega Gengar also learns to move Parish Song, and what Parish Song does is is, um, when you start Parish Song, there's a three-turn counter that starts, and after those three turns, whoever's still on the field who heard the Parish Song when it started um, faints. So the idea is to lead off with uh, Mega Gengar and maybe Scrafty or something with Fake Out. You fake out one of the two threats on your opponent's side, you set up the Parish Song, you double-protect the next turn, so that way you've already wasted a turn. The turn after, you might have a Gothitelle or something in the back, um, so you can switch that out into your other um, Trapper, and so you've basically negated the Parish Trap effect on your side of the field. Um, And then on the following turn afterwards, you double-protect again, and you're essentially up four two by that point. And then once you set up another parish song, three turns later it's it's over and you win. Wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty incredible. I lost to it myself at the UK Nationals this year. Um I did pretty terribly. I, d- I did make top cut. But um I had no way of stopping it, and I really should have. But um I was really hoping, you know, oh it's just a gimmick, no one's gonna run it, right? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, apparently Oops. not. Oh well. <laughs> so what what teams have
1: you liked to to either you play yourself or like you like to play against in
2: VGC? What are some of your favorites? Um, so I really liked. Um, I, I helped come up with one of the uh main Metagross cores this year. Um, I ran it in Arnhem where I got second place. And uh, there are a few Americans um, who ran the same core. We didn't actually, we never actually spoke about it to each other. It, we just kind of came up with the same things independently and both had, you know, just the same success. Um, it's a uh, Metagross and Hydrogen because uh, Mega Metagross and Hydrogen share really good defensive synergy. Mm-hmm. Um, the only type, that one is weak to that the other one doesn't resist is fighting. Where, yeah, um, Hydrogen is weak to fighting, but Metagross doesn't resist it. Other than that, they cover each other's weaknesses perfectly. Ooh. So um, you put that on, you put a couple genies on, uh, Terrakion and a bulky water type, and the team synergizes really well together. And um, uh, a lot of people have found that to, to work just really well. It actually came second... In German nationals as well. Wow. Um, so that's been my mm-hmm. favorite team so far this year. And um, at least the one that I've had the most experience with as well. Um, as for what I like playing against or other teams that I've seen that are really interesting, uh, I like Rain a lot as well. I think Rain teams are underestimated, especially with uh, really strong megas like Mawile and stuff to really abuse it. Um, Not Mega Swampert? I... <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, mega Swampert's not terrible but uh, Mawile's been one of my favorites it was actually probably my favorite Mega last year so I'm trying to make it work again but I haven't really found a team that clicks just as well as the whatever else I've been using that
1: makes sense yeah yeah. so um just because our community's always focused on learning mm-hmm. and always getting new people into the game Um yeah. What are some mistakes you see a lot of VGCers, VGC players make that they could probably avoid if they want to get into the game?
2: Um, Well, a lot of VGC players usually are um, people who start off from a singles background, because really, I mean, from the day one you pick up the game, you're taught to play singles, right? You go through the whole game, it's one-on-one thing. And so um, it's it's easy to fall into the trap of having very singles oriented mind. um uh what word am i looking for My, like mind frame no yeah like a mindset like yeah mindset that that's exactly the word i was looking for sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh it's easy to fall into a trap where you very like single mindset uh because you're you don't want to be running like hazards because that's just wasting mm-hmm. a turn it's way not enough switching at all happens definitely in doubles um the way you team build, you're not really looking to, you know, have, you know, like a spinner and uh, hazards and, um, w- you know, specific walls uh, or stall teams. Stall teams are a big no-no in VGC because we run off a timer. And at mm-hmm. the end of 15 minutes uh, in a live competition, the timer ends and whoever has the most Pokemon uh, wins. And there's a tiebreaker depending on how much HP you have left. Uh-oh. And um, so... Stall teams tend to lose really easily to that because mm-hmm. they're just not doing enough damage. They they try and really go, you know, and win in twenty turns when or thirty turns when really the normal VGC match lasts maybe ten to twelve. Um, other things, uh that players in general do that I disagree with as uh trying to Always use. Now, now, there's nothing wrong with using your favorite Pokemon. Um, But. (laughs) Seijun Park, for example. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. Right. And this is a great example. I'm glad you brought up Seijun Park. Is that Pachirisu isn't Seijun Park's favorite Pokemon? No. He didn't use it because he loves it and it's, you know, Pachirisu. It's so cute and cuddly and everything. No. It's because it fit the role on his team that he needed it to fit there was no other Pokemon that would have done better in the role that he needed a follow me supporter that could take earthquakes and Draco meteors than little Pachirisu. <laughs> um So when you, when you're thinking of just using your favorite, it's not really cool because you're not really letting a team, how can I say it? Uh, When you're trying to build a team, you want to try and build around cores. You want to try and build. Start with something solid. Like, all right, the genies have good synergy together. What can I add with those together? Okay, well they're both weak to ice types, so maybe I'll put on a fighting type like Conkeldurr or uh, Kangaskhan with Low Kick. That'll do. You know, um, something like that. But when you're just using, like, oh, I really like Sunflora. Okay, well Ooh. you can't really do much with Sunflora because it needs so much support to work. You need you know, it's so slow that you might need to add Trick Room. You can only really use its uh, solar power ability, so you also need Sun. But then there are no Sunsetters that really work well with the Trick Room. And you start getting into a, a team mess where nothing synergizes together. And you just have a bunch of random Pokemon that mm-hmm. end up doing really poorly. <laughs> that does Which is fun.
1: not going to work when your opponent
2: has a strategy in mind. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Having a strategy in mind that. is always really important. But I'm sure that applies to singles metagame as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh,
1: for yeah. Sure. And speaking of, yeah, what, what other formats do you like to play besides VGC? OU,
2: Uh, NU? uh I like to dabble in some OU a bit. Um, mm-hmm. I actually went to a live OU event um, last year where I ran a Mega Manectric team that um, my friend Scott Bomber, I'm sure he's been read yeah, about on the show... Yeah, okay. Um, He won our UUTC, didn't
1: he? mm -hmm. He Oh, yeah,
2: that's right. Um, Anyways, he helped me build the team for that, and uh, I actually ended up winning that tournament, which is pretty cool. Um, I haven't done any in ages, but it's usually kind of what I do. I like um, in the off VGC season now. Mm -hmm. I like to, right after Worlds is over, you know, I kind of chill out from VGC and I'll dabble in a bit of OU. I haven't really ever really played any UU or NU or Little Cup or anything like that.
1: Little Cup so, is so much be careful. fun. Careful. Oh, my God. You set him off. <laughs> <laughs> the puck, the Puckle um, Bingo game should have Little Cup as a square. Is, is that a so square little on, little, on the Puckle Bingo game? <laughs> yes, because that's one of Thatch's triggers. Oh, my gosh. It's so much fun, though.
0: I was so right, sad. I was we... going to
1: compete in the, the event a couple weeks ago, and I just didn't get to do it. Uh, All right, let's let's go ahead and for the people playing at home, let's go ahead and check off Dummy Bear. And <laughs> let's check off Fourth Gen. Um Wait, no, I didn't do Fourth Gen yet. I haven't done Fourth okay. Gen yet. Okay. Well, well wait, there's still time. There's plenty of episode left. <laughs> um So speaking of things you play in the off season, um how has Splatoon cut into your Pokemon time lately? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so much of my time is just goes to Splatoon now. It's such a good game. I picked it up um, yeah, on the release day, is. and I've just been addicted to it since. It's amazing.
1: I understand your pain. I've I've been doing that too. I picked up Splatoon, and I went insane, and probably spent two hundred dollars on amiibos. Oh man! <laughs> but I did get the triple to get... pack with the uh, boy, the girl squid, boy squid, and the regular squid.
2: Yeah. So I've been trying to get amiibos here, but there's actually like legit someone stole a truck of amiibos. Yeah, in we heard about the UK. this. Yeah! Wow. And so, like, there are just no amiibos. There are no inkling amiibos here. There was like a
0: heist. It was like planned. Yeah. It's like the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard.
2: (laughs) I have no idea where they are now. Obviously, they're not around here because even like on Amazon or you know eBay, you can't find them um, in Europe. So they're probably and they're not region locked. So they're probably like I don't know North America or in Japan somewhere now. I don't know. They're
1: they're in the same Chinese markets that you can buy powdered rhino horn. They're just <laughs> on the black
2: market.
1: So I heard you're looking for Villager, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I right. have just about all of them. I should be. Yeah, okay. Thatch, Thatch, and Doctor Shamu are prolific amiibo. Um, I want—I don't want to use the word hoarder. <laughs> it's not a hoarder. I get—I'm not as bad as some of the other people that like
0: buy two of them, one to play with, one to keep in the box.
2: Oh, I have a friend who does that. Oh my gosh, I'm His not that bad. I have a few amiibos. Um, I, I don't like hardcore collect them. I have um Mario, DK, Kirby, and Toon Link. Just characters in Nintendo universe. Oh. I like, but that works. I mean, pick your yeah. favorites, just like Pokemon. Except yeah. if you're playing VGC, don't pick your favorites.
1: I'm going to Yeah. All right, Kingumi. I got some fast answer questions for you. Don't think about them too hard. Oh God. We're gonna go ahead and hit you up. Let's see. Right. See how this
2: goes. You ready? Right. Ready. Favorite Pokemon. Uh, Gumi. <laughs> Favorite type. Um, Steel.
1: Favorite generation. Okay,
0: yeah, no two. Problem.
1: Favorite hold item.
0: Okay,
2: yeah, no uh, Mega Stones. Does Mega that, count? Count? that That works. VGC or Smogon. Okay. Okay, yeah, no <laughs> VGC.
1: Gator or Thatch. Right.
2: Yeah, I Ooh, King fine. Gumi. King Goomy. Oh,
1: <laughs> no. uh, that's fine.
0: What, um,
2: what how, about, like how about Trainer
1: Thatcher? I'm back. You're back? I'm Thatch, back. we could hear you.
0: I'm sorry. Some guy He's keeps tired. calling me.
1: Thatch, nobody's calling you. That's the voices. Somebody's <laughs> calling me. <laughs>
0: what are they the calling you? The voices are calling you.
2: I'm doing, like, this happens? Craigslist
1: deal. It's okay, sketchy. Okay, kid. Confirmed. That is on Craigslist. Hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
0: so we're good? We're good. Okay. We have
1: nailed all the questions. The Wonderful. answers have been gotten. If anybody has any more questions and you want to hit up King Gumi to talk to him, to say hi, say whatever, you can find him on Twitter. And I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, so I'm going to spell it for everybody. All right. at Kelster
2: Cartier. That's close enough. I, okay. I, I used to be like a bit like... Oh, you need to pronounce it, you know the French way, but now I just don't care anymore because no one can. Cartier. <laughs> uh, Cartier is how you, yeah, it's how you usually say it, but Kelster Cartier works as well. All right, it's at at K E L L S T E
1: R C A R T I E R. Hit him up yeah. on the Twitter. Follow him. He's always posting interesting stuff, and uh, we'll let go ahead and let Thatch throw us to the next segment. Yeah. So let's cue the epic music
0: coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower this just in and on to the news so in the news there's not much uh it's been hey, so dry. there
1: are a thousand Pikachu coming to Japan, okay?
0: Are that there? Is tell, tell me more about this. Tell me more about this.
1: So, apparently there's some sort of thing where there's dancing Pikachu horde that's coming to Yokohama. Yeah. And it's going to be glorious. I don't know anything else about it because I'm awkward with... I, basically, I feel like it's one of those things where you can explain it by saying Japan. <laughs> <laughs> there are a thousand Pikachu coming. Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. Um, what else do we have? We have the, uh, Mystery Dungeon announced for coming yeah, in this winter. Um, uh,
0: it's super Mystery Dungeon because it can't be regular Mystery Dungeon. Uh, we talked about this in previous episodes, but, uh, there has been some new information revealed, I guess. Uh, not much other than there are all 720 Pokemon in it. Uh, it, which is an improvement over Gates of Infinity. Gates of Infinity was just, uh, not good. Not good. Uh, and then you have you have the quiz returning to choose who you are, and then your partner as well. And, you know, it's just, it seems very standard Mystery Dungeon, but if it has all the Pokemon in it, that sounds very interesting.
1: That's, that's, I mean, you should have all 720. It's I, a Pokemon game. Everybody has their own favorite. Whoa. Not everything is Charizard Pikachu.
0: No, it is. It is. Trust me, in the view of the Pokemon, <laughs> in the Pokemon uh, company's eyes. The only the only games that I think like a lot
1: a lot of the spin-off games actually can include like all of the Pokemon. If you think about it. Uh I just I personally, whenever I think about them announcing a new Pokemon game with Pokemon included, I always think about Maractus. Whoever thinks about Maractus. <laughs> What if Maractus is your favorite Pokemon, but nobody remembers Maractus?
0: Nobody remembers Maractus because then nobody likes Maractus.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, it's not competitively viable, it's not anything, but it still deserves it. There's one person out there that listens to this show who likes Maractus. There's actually
0: a really good Maractus on Showdown's
1: Random Battles. There's like a halfway decent Maractus on that. So that's that's all I want. I want them to make sure they include Maractus.
0: If you're gonna do this, include Maractus.
1: <laughs> if you're gonna, it's like there's 720 of them. Everybody has a different favorite. No, that's you true. I, you can stick, I agree. Like the mid, the yeah. the um, what do they call it? The uh, mid, the stage one evolution birds. Mm-hmm. You know how you have your pidgeys and your talos and everything. Yeah. Nobody likes Pidgeotto. Whoa, Pidge- that's God a Pidge- lie. Man, Pidgeotto is really. Back cool.
2: off. Pidgeotto is my man. It's my bird.
1: Yeah. I'm with.
2: Okay. I'm with okay. Fletchender.
0: Watchender okay, is kind of cool, maybe.
1: Yeah, nobody cares. All right, skip those. Get Maractus in there.
0: All right, <laughs> so uh, we can we can all talk about E3 and what happened uh, earlier this past week. With you guys, you guys want to talk about all the
1: Pokemon happen. news that came all out? All the Pokemon <laughs> news
0: that totally When they happen? released
1: like the Pokemon Z. That's confirmed. Yeah, um, totally. Gen four remakes. Everything confirmed. No, we got stiffening silence. To be to be fair, they've never made a huge Pokemon announcement at E three through like a did, Nintendo
0: presentation at didn't all. Did they
1: do fairy types at one point?
0: They okay, so that's not that's not a game reveal. They did they revealed that game six months before E three. And then and then we're at E three. Look, fairy types in this game. I mean they did the same thing last year for Auraz, they just showed another trailer. And yeah, but that trailer was cool. You had that kid climbing through the cave and Yeah, yeah, but they didn't reveal the game there either. Uh, I, I think it has to do with Pokemon, the company, like, being, like, operating almost essentially as a separate entity from Nintendo, and they're gonna do the reveal on their own basis, which is fine, because if you look at, like, how the games were released, like, in Japan, because everybody's just like, Pokemon's a yearly release franchise, it's like, no,
1: no, it's not. Uh,
2: okay, okay, basically. I'm
1: gonna ask, I'm gonna ask you guys, All do right. you think we're getting a Pokemon main series game this year?
2: No. No. Of course not.
1: No, not I'm, at all. I,
2: I don't even think we're getting one till Christmas next year.
0: Ooh, that's bold. I I okay. could see October next year. Okay. okay,
2: I could I could see October, but like you know, late next year.
0: Yeah, late Go- definitely definitely second half of next year. There's gonna be a Pokemon yeah. game. That's when it's gonna be. King Gumi, what is your
1: prediction record like?
2: Well, my prediction record probably terrible. Okay, um,
1: because, because if
2: Thatch says it's not going to happen, that means they're going to announce it tomorrow. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Actually, I have a pretty good record now. Um, on a show we used to be on, The Liquor Bureau, we actually correctly predicted things, like, three weeks in a row, about, like, I think it was about X and Y, or about It's mm-hmm. like, right before they were announced.
0: Uh, literally every time I've done, like, a speculation episode... Uh, I did a speculation episode on Gold and Silver remakes. Literally, like, the week after I did that episode, they announced Hard Gold Silver. Oh, wow. And then I did, more recently, a uh, uh, Ruby and Sapphire remakes speculation episode.
1: And then, like, three weeks later, they announced Oraz.
0: Like, neither, <laughs> neither time did I deny that
1: That's I... being wrong. Go to com. Neither... Where we can listen <laughs> to all of our old episodes. <laughs> Neither of
0: those times did I say that those games weren't going to happen. I just said that the evidence that people were giving for those games happening was dumb. That was all those episodes were about. (laughs) Like, the the gold and silver speculation, it got ridiculously dumb. People were just like, uh, they were like, you know when you walk into the Pokemon Center in Diamond and Pearl and the Pokeball in the middle of the Pokemon Center is gold and silver? <laughs> yeah, we're getting gold
2: and silver yeah. remakes. I'm just like, what? No. <laughs> they just made it gold and silver. I mean, if you search for, like, uh, hashtag Hoenn confirmed, like, oh, one yeah. year ago today, it was bad, man. It was this uh... is a bad time to be on the internet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it was there was a lot of stuff. There was like there was a lot of stuff that was just very small that people were using to like draw these conclusions, and that's that's what I did the episodes on because I just thought they were hilarious that people were making like these very far stretch conclusion uh, conclusions. Actually, I was on Reddit the other uh, like a week or two ago.
1: All right, kids, yeah. fill out your bingo card.
0: Wait, is Reddit on reference
1: there? Reference Reddit. Is there is there a Reddit reference square? Yep. I don't you do that that often. At least one every episode that how you were on Reddit. Uh, I was on well, this is because now, this is now, one of the now, rare now instances it up with the crazy things you hear them say on there,
0: okay, that's fair uh <laughs> this this one was particularly dumb, uh because what he did was he goes, There was a Pokemon release in twenty thirteen and there was a Pokemon release in twenty fourteen, therefore there's gonna be a Pokemon release in twenty fifteen, and I'm just like, <laughs> you literally drew a line between two. Two points and then extrapolated further, which is just like a huge no no and like any prediction whatsoever you <laughs> what black and white two come out in twenty twelve uh, yeah, it did actually, um yeah, but so the thing people like don't uh, what people don't realize, I think right now is that Pokemon is kind of like on a year and a half schedule when they release games because what happened is. Uh, black and White Two came out in Japan like way before that because if you look at the Japanese release dates, it it makes more sense. Yeah, uh, it's it's more of a year and a half every time the games come out because a year and a half before X and Y, they got Black and White Two, and a year and a half before that, they got Black and White. But for us in the U.S., it looks like oh, 20, 2011, we got Black and White. Twenty twelve, we got Black and White Two. When, in fact, it was Japan got black and white in 2010 and then didn't get black and white 2 until 2012. And so right. it it's a year and a half si- like cycle. We just got very spoiled because Oraz came out so quickly. And rightfully so. It's a remake. It's a direct remake.
2: Yeah, and it uses most of the same assets.
0: Yeah, you know, it, there's, there's not much that's different from, uh, from the original Ruby and Sapphire. There are a few minor changes, but nothing big. Like most of the text is the same and everything.
2: It's kind of like an X and Y plus as well. Like it's mm-hmm. it's almost the same thing, just a different map and new storyline and stuff. I,
0: I call it Gen Six and a half.
2: Yeah. Uh because it, yeah. it's got all of these new megas. Yeah. And... It's not like the last um remakes of uh Heart Gold Soul Silver, mm-hmm. which were I'd say a lot more different looking. Oh definitely. Uh, you know, the other Gen 4 games. Mm-hmm. It was... It, it
0: added content to the original story, which this time it didn't really add too much content to.
1: Right.
2: So and... what would you
1: guys rather see from a main series game coming up? Would you rather see a Pokemon Z, where they then expand with what was happening in X and Y? Because there is confirmed game code for the Floette. There was the fact that the Zygarde story is unexplored. And there is that train that leaves off the edge of the map. Would you rather them see Pokemon Z... Or would you rather see a seventh gen? Oh, neither. Uh, uh,
0: <laughs> next year, next year is the twentieth year anniversary of Pokemon. Like, let's let's make that straight. First of all, it's the twentieth anniversary next year. If they uh, blow no. that by going Gen Seven, I will be so sad. If I mean Z, I would like to see a Z version because I feel like Kalos is a great region that should be revisited, and I love that music. I love it so much more than the Oraz music. Get out of here. Go away. I, I do. I like the X and Y music so much better. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm sorry if that disappoints people.
1: Uh, <laughs> the, the, it's so forgettable. The X, Y music is so forgettable. I love it.
2: I mean, I mean. It just, I, I have to agree with that. Yeah. It's pretty great.
1: It,
0: it's such, it was so new and revitalizing to the series and you know in or as they went back to what they had before which is which is fine like it was a good remix of what it was before but you know it's not the same as you know completely new music
2: i would rather see a pokemon z than yeah i would us. i would like
0: to see yeah. a z version i would but what i would really like to see and i said this a couple weeks ago i think uh but like a revisit like a revisiting to kanto in some form like red and blue or something red and blue yeah. 2 or red and blue Whatever. I don't know. Remakes. Super don't make fire remakes. red. You don't Ultra please don't leaf make green. I would hate to see like remakes of it again. Uh but I know that's like what a lot of the fan base is talking about. But I'd like to see like a revisitation to Kanto. Where you're not playing as red or blue. You're playing as yeah. completely new characters.
2: Maybe like in a yeah, in the sort of you know how um Gold and Silver takes place like three years after mm-hmm. Uh, red and Blue, like maybe something similar like that. Maybe a couple years after that, or yeah, I think maybe you could be playing and you're like playing as like Professor Oak, like mm-hmm. before you know all of uh, everything Red and Blue. They
0: there's actually a fan game like that. It's like called Pokemon Generation Zero or something. Oh, really? And uh, you get to play as Professor Oak or Agatha. I have to and, see that. Yeah, and uh, but I, I wouldn't want to see that. I would. Li- I'd like to revisit it. You know, a couple years after Gold and Silver, maybe, and maybe if. If they were generous, I don't want to say this has to be a, like a must to the series, but I would really like to go to Jodo and like go through Jodo, like go Kanto first, then through Jodo, and I think that would be a great, you know, revisiting for the series. I still want to go through all the regions.
1: Yeah, that's never going to happen,
0: and that's a an realistic expectation.
1: Whatever you said, Gen Three never going to happen. No, I did not say it was never going to happen. I just said it was just You said dumb. you're never going to give it up, never let it down, run around, or deserve it.
0: <laughs> But yeah, um, I think the final thing we should talk about here is uh, the Summer League is still currently going on. Uh, we're ending the new segment in like 45 minutes uh, <laughs> today. But, um, uh, the Summer League at puckopodcast.com still going on, so you can come earn your gym badges. I'll be there Monday night, 6 to 8 p.m.
1: Eastern. Uh, Misty's right after me. Uh, Gator, when's your gym time? I am on Thursdays from 8 to 10. All times Boom. are Eastern. If you want to find the times on the – um when you're going to be there, you go to com slash um, Summer League should get you mm-hmm.
0: there. Um Better yet, follow us on Twitter. Gators said the sweet thing where it reminds you who's on when.
1: Yeah. And if you want to see what gyms are going, you can go to com slash gyms, and they'll have all the times there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Right now, we have Revenate on Sundays 2 to 4, which oh. he should be going right now, actually, yeah. um, starting soon. Uh, we have um, several different gems going. His is the Ice Gem. Tonight, you can... Well, you're not going to be able to because you're listening to this tomorrow. Um, <laughs> from 9 to 11 on Sundays, you have Shamu and his Bug Gem. 10 to 12, mm-hmm. you have Scrawn and the Poison Gem. Today, Monday because we're not breaking the fourth wall and recording this on a Sunday. <laughs> um, you can hear Thatch. You can come and fight him between 6 and 8 at the Water Gym. Misty's right after from 8 to 10 in the Dark Gym. Uh, Mr. Maximus would be love, would love, love, love to fight you Tuesday nights 8 to 10 with his Ghost Gym. It's pretty scary. Super scary spooky. Um, Wednesday nights 10 to 12, Light Link 5000 has his Electric Gym going. Thursday night, 8 to 10, Gator Maximus 13, that's me running a dragon gym. Um, uh, Friday, we have two gyms on Friday. We have 7 to 9 with J- Justin or DH Bomb, That D- Dank Hank Bomb. Yeah. Uh, running a fairy gym, which is particularly nasty. Bring your best for that. And 8 to 10, Viger is running his steel gym. All of these gyms have the ability to give you badges. You'll only need eight badges to compete in the tournament at the end of the summer. Please come out. We're having a good time. If there's nobody else in line, you can challenge us again. Mm -hmm. There's plenty to do. We're all ready and pumped. And this is the perfect opportunity for you to get into competitive battling. You cannot find a better way to get into competitive battling than this. Do it. Mm -hmm. Do it. Definitely. Definitely. Please do. It's
0: a it's a good time, and it's it, like Gator said. It's a great way to start getting into competitive battling. It's we sit down with you afterwards, and we tell you what what you might need to
1: tune up on if you've lost to us, and we we'll even help you out with it. It's not a big deal. Yeah, we'll we'll give you EVs, IV spreads. There's so much information out there that can be overwhelming for somebody just mm-hmm. getting into competitive. Puckle is a great place to come and start getting your toes wet. Uh, we can help you throw together a team on Showdown and fight you there before you build it in person. Yep. We have six IV Ditto's in case you need something to start breeding with. Um, if there's a certain Pokemon you need that you can't get, come and ask. We can help get you. Uh, this community is for the people in it, yeah, and for sure. one of the one of our favorite things to do is to help everybody else. Mm-hmm. So come on out, enjoy it, and if you don't come see me on Thursdays, I'm going to weep. <laughs> Copious we'll amounts of it tears. For you. Yeah, they will be recorded. That will be on the YouTube, and I will deliver that. Unlike Thatch. What are we talking about? Is, what
0: are we recording? Yeah,
1: you and your uh oh. inability to record me weeping. <laughs> all right. So yeah, come definitely. on out. I'll be the next water trainer with all my tears if you don't come out.
0: So we are going to skip the topic today since we've had Kelly on today. Or not? Oops. Goomy on today. You
2: broke the fourth wall patch.
0: <gasps> Boof. Uh, <laughs> it's
2: okay. I, I go by Kelly everywhere else. Yeah, I think it's people fun. probably know me more. Is ah. that, this is an underground fighting club. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, we're going to skip the topic today since uh, his interview was essentially our topic. And we are going to go ahead and we're going to give you a lot of commercials and then some Poke of the Episode music afterwards. So stay on and don't hit pause or something catch you on the (laughs) flip-flop.
2: Hey everyone, it's Viger, and I'm here to tell you that you should check out all the cool features that Puckle has. Puckle Podcast has a chat box where you can chat with me, fellow co-hosts, and other members of this wonderful community. We also have forums and even tournaments to participate in. You can follow us on social media such as Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Tumblr, and Reddit. You can be part of the show by sending us an email to pucklepodcast.gmail.com Every show has about 20 minutes of emails, and we appreciate hearing from you. So check out everything Puckle has to offer. Hi, this is Sarge of Sarge's Pokemon Supercenter. And because I placed our order and hit a 7 instead of a 4, we are
0: currently horribly overstocked in all of our TMs. Earthquake, Roar, Attract, Blizzard, Earthquake, Thunderbolt, all of them. You come on down, you get it, and tell you what. I will give you a special deal. If you buy two Earthquakes, you get a Thunderbolt free. So just remember, come on down to Sarge's Pokemon Superstore
2: and check out the savings for yourself.
0: Pokemon the episode. And welcome back. Uh, Our Pokemon of the episode today is National Dex 706, Gudra, the Dragon Pokemon. That classification is very unoriginal.
2: Uh, this very friendly dragon type Pokemon will hug its beloved trainer, leaving that trainer covered in sticky slime. Ugh.
0: Yeah, I, uh, which is like it's the basis for its ability Gooey, which is actually really cool because it uh, lowers its speed if you do like a physical hit.
2: Yeah, any contact move.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. I, I really, really think it's cool. <laughs> um, yeah,
2: I think it's. Uh, I think Gooey. It's the only thing that gets Gooey, right?
0: Um, let me double check, so. but yes, yes, you were right.
2: Yeah. Well, aside from Gumi and... Yeah, of course. That, that the evolutionary evolution line.
0: line. Yeah. But no, uh, I believe it is uh, OU still. It might be UU.
1: Um, you, the see sets for it in UU. Okay, So it
0: might have dropped to UU. It was OU for a while. But you know what? Gudra's actually, like, a decent Pokemon.
2: It's a pseudo-legendary. Yeah. I mean, yeah, do they use good. it in BGC? Um, you don't see it very often, I think but so. uh, you, I mean, it's it's got a niche. Uh, mm-hmm. its base special defense is really high enough for it to be viable. Um, the only like thing that I think is a shame with Uh Gutra is that its attack and its special attack are both so high mm-hmm. that it feels like you're wasting one of the stats whenever you build one.
0: Yeah, it's uh, I I really like the assault vest set personally, like an OU. I don't know about anything else. But for OU, because you can capitalize on that special defense stat it has, and it's got a decent special attack, so you can back that up with the Assault Vest. Yeah. And you can can bulk it up with HP, and it's super defensive. Uh, You can give it a... I think the way I would do it's probably Draco Meteor. I like the Risk. The Risk-Reward system. And maybe uh, Flamethrower. I'd go Fire
1: Blast if you're going to play Risk-Reward. No,
0: no. Flamethrower. I'm gonna go back on exactly what I said. <laughs> uh, uh, sludge bomb or sludge wave? That's a personal uh, choice.
2: Sludge, sludge bomb. Because, well, I don't know. From at least in a double standpoint, sludge wave will also hit your your um, ally. Yeah,
0: that's true. In, that's true in doubles, but sludge wave, at least in a uh, OU, has uh, I believe a higher act, not higher. It has a slightly higher power. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, lowers the chance of you to get to you to poison your enemies, but. It gives you
1: slightly higher power. And then, you know, it doesn't really hurt to run, like, an Earthquake on it, because it is a mixed attacker. Ooh, that's true. You can make it mixed, because its attack is actually decent as well. It's really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally run a Gudra, and oh, the that's way true. I run mine is a stalling special defensive nightmare. Um, the way mine works is it holds a damp rock and has okay. the ability... um Hydration hydration which cures status abilities oh yes so what happens is i get the rain set up it goes out um it runs thunder so hitting somebody with 100 percent accuracy thunder whenever it's status the rain cures it and whenever i'm starting to get low on hp i hit rest the rain with hydration removes the sleep and i'm good to go again
2: yeah, and you can run really interesting um y sets like that because it also gets access to Infestation. Yes. So yeah, you can trap it in, like, toxic it, trap it in there, and uh, especially if you switched in onto something, and now you're, like, just faster mm-hmm. than uh, another thing, so you can Infestation right away. Because I don't think many people, I don't know, at least in uh, VGC, Infestation isn't this really common thing to see on Gudra. Not I on Gudra, cool. yeah.
0: That's actually interesting. I didn't even I forgot that it had uh, access to infestation. That's, yeah, uh, it's
2: such a bulky Pokemon that it can work. Point. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely,
0: definitely. It's a very shucklish strategy.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, I <laughs> that's like the, the only answer. other thing that uses it.
1: Yeah, it's it's like the only pseudo legendary that's a pure Dragon type, but all of its moves are based around water. Mm-hmm. All like the abilities. Yeah, I mean, Gooey's I love kind sap of a sipper. Thing. sap sipper and hydration. And then it's the only Pokemon that I can think of that has to evolve in the rain. Oh, it is. It is the only Pokemon.
2: And it can't just be, like, manual rain. It has to be in-game, actually raining.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Level 50. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Moving on to some TCG now. Uh, There are three Udra cards. Only two of them are current until Bandit Ring gets its US release. Um, but, first of all, it's a dragon-type card, so it requires, like, multiple types of energies, which kinda sucks. Uh, like, uh, there's a and Flashfire, who, uh, takes a Water Fairy and Colorless Energy to do Heavy Whip, which is 80 plus 40 if you flip a heads or something like that. So many coin flips in the Pokémon TCG. Yeah. And, it's just, it just, uh, I don't know, I don't think it'd be a... First of all, I just wouldn't run dragon types in the TCG, personally, just because it requires two energies and most decks now are running single energy. You can't get like oh. those special cases where you're running something slightly different.
2: I have this card. Oh, Someone do you? Someone gave it to me. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we were uh, we were then talk before we started the segment, we were talking about the Gudra from the Phantom Forces set, which does which takes a, a Water Fairy and then two Colorless Energies for 130 to do Dragon Pulse. But then you have to discard the top card of your deck. Uh, I, I know there are some strategies that do center around like putting cards in your discard pile. But at the same time, it's just like, I don't know.
2: It is like 4 energy to do it's it. It's 4
0: energy to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, it's a hard-hitting attack, though. 130 does do a lot of damage. Yeah. I will say that. Uh, I just I, I don't like the fairy weakness on it either. Fairy is a popular deck type as well, and it's just so weird. I don't know. I just can't get over how I wouldn't run this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, the other Gudra seems a lot more viable, uh, ba- at least. The Bandit
0: Ring one is a little bit more viable, because it's the same energies for the uh, Dragon Breath, and this time you don't have to discard a card, and instead you get good things to happen. Like uh, you can't be ex- you can't be affected by special conditions the next turn, which is a big deal. That's that's actually really nice. Uh, it also has another attack for two colorless, which is uh, choose one of your opponent's Pokemon. This attack does twenty damage for each energy in that Pokemon's retreat cost, which could be good for dealing damage to like EXs and stuff. Cool. But I mean, there's not that much going on. Uh, if you want to know more about Gudra, I'm sure somebody on the website has written about it either Sublime or uh, Scrawn. So check that out at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. I do not think Jushiro has gone over these cards yet either. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, yeah, so that's the Pokemon of the episode. We're going to flip over to the mailbag from here. It's mail time! It's
2: time for the mailbag! Mail Send in your emails! Mail time,
1: The mail's here. Check your inbox.
0: It's time for the mailbag. Mail. Bag. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink Green Tauros. the energy drink that gives you hooves. And as always, every week Green Toros sponsors a badge that we give away to an email we think is worthy of it. So. Let's uh let's dig into the email. Our mailbag question last week was what do you guys think about real life competitions and do you have any questions for them about them? So let's dig right in. Our first email this week is from Elroy Prepson. What's good, Puckle? Recently restarted playing Pokemon again and wanted to hear a podcast discussion on it and found you guys. My play playing list consists of Yellow, Stadium, Silver, Red, Black too. It's just like a huge jump. Uh, yeah. Just like, gens 1, 2, 5. Uh, <laughs> I really enjoy the games and want to keep playing the newer ones. As I listened to an older episode, I was wondering if you guys ever had this question. If you as a trainer can have one Pokemon for the six generations, uh, which would you carry and why? Hope to hear from you soon, your boy Elroy. Oh man, let's think about that.
2: No one, question asked, Goomy.
0: Well, that's one, right? You get one for every generation. Oh. You get one Pokemon for every
1: generation. Um, I'm gonna sound like a fanboy, but first gen, Charizard. You are a fanboy. Okay, keep going. Second gen, it's probably... Mm, mischievous. Mischievous is really cool, actually. I I like Mischievous. I think yeah. it's neat. Third gen is going to be... Salamence. Actually, no, let me take second gen back. Tyranitar. Okay, fair. <laughs> Charizard, Tyranitar, Salamence. Fourth gen, I always struggle with, because I was never a fourth gen player
2: um you could go miss Magius.
1: I, I, yeah i could I, that's that's us cop out though <laughs> <laughs> um probably do um oh what's his face the uh um gastrodon okay i like gastrodon fifth gen is fun because that one was like all right guys we're gonna go crazy with these pokemon are you guys ready this for this can you handle all these different weird guys um, so I'll probably go fifth gen on, um, uh, you know, as a, as a shout out to one of our dear faithful listeners, I'll go fluffiest Wimzakot. I'll take <laughs> Wimzakot for fifth gen. Um, and then sixth gen, no questions asked, Aegislash. Ooh. Uh, okay.
0: So I would do Dragonite first gen. I would then do alligator second gen. Uh, because that's obligatory. Uh, third gen? Oh, man, that's a hard choice. Third gen, I would have to say somebody, like, maybe Maynetric. Ooh. Uh.
1: Not bad, not bad. Like, if I'm
0: thinking about Pokemon that I remember from third gen.
1: <laughs> Mainetrick. I'm <laughs> know. going
0: Mainetrick. Uh. None Mainet- the Reggies? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I remember them, but they're, I don't know that I would ever use them and carry them around. I mean, if I was right. thinking about favorites, I'd probably go Mainetric. Yeah. And then 4th uh, gen, Electivire, hands down. 5th um, fifth gen, 5th fifth gen had a lot of somewhat good Pokemon in it. Uh, I would have to, I, I honestly, uh, I want to be like really weird and say like Pan Sage or Semi Sage. Yeah. And then 6th gen, oh man, I had a lot of fun with 6th gen. Um, let's see. My favorite 6th gen Pokemon would have to be, that would carry around and take with me everywhere. I want to say Froki, but I already said for alligator. I don't want to do like too many starters. I'd have to say like, uh... oh man, this is such a hard thing to do. <laughs>
1: Talonflame.
0: Uh, no, not Talonflame. Absolutely not. Absolutely not Talonflame. Maybe Ferfrow. <laughs> Keep making all of these horrible suggestions. Um... Oh man, there's so many people. I mean, there's only like 70, but in Mewtwo. Gen, Mewtwo's first gen.
1: Mewtwo's in a cave in 6th gen. I don't. Yeah, but it. he's
0: a first. He's a first gen Pokemon. You're a first gen. <laughs> I mean, were there any good dark types or anything? I imagine there were. Who did I play through with? I feel like I played through with like a bunch of old Pokemon. In 6th gen, there's like Pangoro. Oh, that's it. Pangoro, done. What about you, uh, Goomy?
2: Uh, alright, so, Gen 1, I, I'd pick Amistar, because then I'd just have, like, a flock of people following me. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> uh,
2: Gen 2, I would pick, um, I'd pick, like, Scizor. Scizor's really cool. Scizor's really cool. I yeah, He's a close second for Ralligator. I don't know. Um, I don't have much to do with Scizor anymore. <laughs> Gen 3, Gen 3 is a tough one. Um... Because I didn't play through it the first time. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, but I really like writing on Latias. Okay. Game. So I'm gonna pick Latias. Um, Gen four, Gen four. Uh, I've always been a fan of the Luxray line, so Luxray. That's true. I was thinking Luxray as well, but Electivire
0: yeah. is like right here in my heart. <laughs> uh,
2: Gen five is actually really difficult as well. Um, you don't want to go Garchomp. Five. Gen 5's not Garchomp. I like how all his (laughs) suggestions just aren't from the right generation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with uh, Golurk.
0: Ooh, good choice. That's a good choice.
2: Golurk would be cool. I forgot about Golurk. And then I would have my trusty Gumi. Of course. Gumi.
0: OP. Gen 6. Alright. Well, thank you for that, uh, Elroy Prepson. You got this next one, Gator.
1: Okay, this is from Andrew. Hey guys, it's Andrew. Remember? Your levelable mailbag winner from two weeks ago? No? Okay. Anyways, I was super excited to see that you'd be discussing my suggested topic of dual-type Pokemon that don't exist yet. So excited, in fact, that I forgot to write in last week. Oh well. I really enjoyed the discussion y'all had about it, and I wanted to chime in with my own thoughts. First off, can we stop burning all these good-type pairings on legendaries that no one can use? Celebi, Volcanion, Zekrom, Dialga, Upa, Jirachi, Heatran, the list goes on and on. Anyways, I always thought it was weird how few dual-type combinations there are for Psychic and Electric types. Delphox was long overdue, but we still have a long way to go for those two overlooked types. Um, My favorite type, Bug, actually got a lot of love in Gen 5, but there's some room for growth for them as well. As for this week's mailbag, I don't really have anything to tribute as I've never played in tournaments before, so I guess that's all I have for you today. Flips and flops, Andrew. Ooh, he gave some suggested topics as well. I'll have to take a look at those. Yep. Uh, Alright,
0: so one more that we got, and it's from Duroxus. <laughs> you face Duroxus, congested lord or sniffling of, of the Sniffling Legion, I believe was meant to be written. I'll skip to the part where I go on about how I'm writing this really late and I have a cold and just go straight to the mailbag. I really don't have any term experience at all, sadly. I could hardly get my friends to battle me, much less find somewhere to participate in an actual event. But the internet exists unrestrained now, and so does Showdown. So I, and even so, I haven't participated in online tournaments. Actually, speaking of that, like, I know in the US, like, it requires play points to, like, get into nationals. Do they have that similarly, like, in the UK?
2: Uh, no. You can just show up and, and really? be there. Like, yeah.
0: Like, we, it's a very minimal requirement, granted. It's just like you have to like go to your pokemon league like for 5 weeks or something.
2: Yeah, I know. We have like different systems so it's a little dumb. Yeah. But um then again, like we have a lot more spread out events everywhere. Mhm. And I just think like
0: they're they're starting to do more spread out events here. Yeah. They're doing like uh, premiere challenges here and stuff.
2: Oh yeah, we we started that this year. That was really cool. Mhm. Um but I know a lot of areas that just don't... Like, Spain didn't get a single Premiere Challenge last year, and uh, yet they have, you know, some of the highest-skilled player base. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I was just
0: wondering, because uh, I know now it's possible to get the required amount of play points by just playing in online competitions. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I just wanted to know if the same thing was, like, awesome for you, but probably <laughs> not. <laughs> I guess you do get championship points if you place well enough in the International Challenge. That's yeah, something. that's something. Oh well, either way, it's <laughs> something. However, I intend to change all that this year, or next year. I've recently had a revelation that since breeding and creating perfect Pokemon on cartridges is one of my favorite things to do in the game, why should I play on Smogon simulators when I have a perfectly good when I have perfectly good Pokemon DS? So I've been immersing myself deeply in the VGC and have been loving it. The doubles format lends itself wonderfully to being a cre- being able to create an environment where innovation with many different viable Pokemon is possible. Despite the presence of powerhouses like MegaCon and Agislash. After, I've, after I finish writing this email, I'm going to sign up for the June International and see if my scrappy little team can't learn a thing or two from it. My question for you guys is if you've done any VGC tournament events, what are your favorite VGC mons and strategies to use? Uh, are you trick room aficionados or perhaps sleazy parish trap fiends? <laughs> I oh. like to pack a whole bunch of strong red- redirection and set up for a Salamence suite personally. Off to go, finally train up a rapid spinner, Doroxis. <laughs> so, actually, the only person that doesn't know the mailbag badge is Josh, I just realized. So, Or, not Josh, but Elroy Prepson, my bad. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, we've heard plenty from uh, Kelly, or gosh dang, <laughs> Yumi, <laughs> Uh I'm so it's good at King this. King gumi to you, peasant. King. Goomy. I'm a peasant. I'm merely a podcaster. <laughs> uh, I mean, as for me, I just I've been running like the the very basic like mega con setup. I don't know. It's just very straightforward to me and it makes sense in the like I've seen plenty of creative strategies, and if I had more time to delve further into VGC, I probably would explore them. Like I, I really like uh the ideas of Prankster Whimsicott.
2: Oh, yeah, um, that's actually really good.
0: Yeah, it's really good. I I wanted to try that out. I just haven't had time to. And uh, there's just, a, yeah, I, I mean, maybe set up my own Parish Trap team and see what I could do. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just, it's one of those, it's one of those things where I wish I had more time. But I can either do, like, single battle or double battles right now. And I, I try to spread myself out so, like, as a podcast host, I can talk about everything to some extent. And so I never can become good at anything. Except Little Cup. I'm pretty good Jack at it. Jack
2: of Cup. all trades. <laughs> Master of none. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I, I know how to like I'm I, I know enough to be able to like have an intelligent conversation. And that's about it. But yeah, I don't know. So that's it for the mailbag this week. Um uh, I do not think that Elroy Prepson deserves a mailbag badge this week. Maybe next time, I, Elroy.
2: I, I like that. I, I don't know who the last guy was.
0: Uh, DeRoxys? They yeah. actually won, I believe, not too long ago.
2: uh, uh I oh might well. be wrong,
0: and they'll send me an angry email. Let me, <laughs> let me double check. Let me double check before I make such a bold claim. <laughs> because they could, uh, they could very well just send me a very angry email. Like Dear Thatch. Dearest Thatch, you forgot to give me the mailbag badge when I should have earned it.
2: Hate, uh, hate, hate. Yeah, exactly. Your friend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Your friend Doroxis. Uh Maybe I did not. Uh I could be very wrong. Uh I mean, yeah, if you want to give it to Doroxis, I'm all for that. Apparently give, I did give not Daroxys give it to you. Doroxis a badge. Duroxis, you've won the mailbag badge. Go uh, ahead and submit for it, and it's all yours. Uh, as for next week, our mailbag question is going to be about glitches. Uh, do you have any favorite Pokemon-based glitches you want to talk about? Missing No, any experiences oh. with glitches? Uh, I love t- the
2: Missing No glitch.
0: Yeah, this is what we're going to talk about next week. We're going to do uh, a list of like glitches and talk about them. So send nice. those in to puckopodcasts at gmail.com. Uh, with, before I keep going, uh, make sure you like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Tumblr, subscribe to our subreddit. Uh, Gator, what else am I forgetting? Um. Uh, nothing?
1: I don't know. Subscribe
2: really. to the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. That's a <laughs> yeah, good
1: point. Yeah, you can point. rate us on iTunes, rate us on anywhere you listen to us. Uh, yeah, rate I us mean, on Stitcher. Like, like, anytime Thatch is giving you these plugs, it's because we're trying to get more people into the show. Mm-hmm. If you follow us there, you'll get more information about the show. It's not for us to spam you. It's for us to give you information yeah. to help you get more involved with the community. Yeah, and-, and by rating the podcast and sharing the podcast with your friends, you'll have more people in the community. I talked to two people just yesterday about getting involved with the community Yeah, because they wanted to be in competitive battling. It's We're fun. We're open to new people. Everybody's welcome here. And mm-hmm. we just want to see this community grow. We don't spend our time doing this for anything besides yeah. to have people to play Pokemon with, yeah, not to mention any money that is ever donated to the podcast does not ever go into my pockets.
0: One hundred percent
1: of dollars go to the podcast it goes
0: it goes right back in
1: like when I've we... donated money it's I've seen where it goes yeah it's it's if for you... everybody
0: i'm gonna I'm gonna try to work on a system to make it a little bit more transparent but uh, I guarantee you that I see zero dollars of what goes in the Puckle, or what's donated the Puckle. I put literally all of it back into it.
1: That's just probably spent more money on Puckle than come into Puckle. <laughs> that, that is 100% true.
2: <laughs> I mean, coming from, like, another podcast background, it's it's not cheap. You know, you Ooh. do need, you yeah. know, to, to spend a lot of money and a lot of time just to... Yeah, to Get it, everything set yeah. up and done, and yeah. yeah,
0: and the donations help run the site and stuff. And I'm I'm looking into because we are having some slowdowns on the site currently, uh, due to just a few things. We're we're getting a little big for what we're in, and right. uh, I'll get some numbers for you guys later later this month, but or later in July. Um, but I would like to upgrade our server to. Uh, it's not going to be a dedicated server. It's going to be a virtually dedicated server, so it pretends to be like a dedicated server, but it's not. Right. Uh, right now we're on shared hosting, and if we go to this dedicated server, we can increase our website response times and everything, and if we can add some more things to the site, because I was talking to Scrawn about this as well. We hope it would be interesting, so uh, we'll get you some numbers on that, but yeah, if you donate to the podcast, it definitely goes back in there. If anything, it goes to, like, t-shirts or prizes or something
1: cool. I mean. And I tell you what, if you donate $1,000, <laughs> I will personally <laughs> organize a coup in... the in the council, and oust Thatch. We will literally get rid of Thatch. I don't know if that's a good $1, idea. you $1,000 and ask us to get rid of Thatch. <laughs> and then the next week, you'll have our new co-host, Trainer Hatch. And it'll be great. Alright. But yeah, definitely like check us out on social media.
0: Do all these things. Help us grow. Uh, help us make make Puckle something awesome. Because it's you okay. guys that do it, not
1: me. And don't forget to hit up King Gumi on Twitter, too. Check definitely. Him out. Definitely. Yeah.
0: yeah, we do have to thank Gumi for coming on the show and deciding to spread his knowledge to
1: us and listen to me work out of the Craigslist sale.
2: <laughs> and uh, if, thanks if you, for having if me. If you like,
1: if you like what he did, you know, let him know. He might yeah. want to come back if yeah. he gets a good enough response. Mm-hmm.
0: We oh, haven't no way. away no, nah, no way,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, never. So want to never. <laughs> uh, all right,
0: so uh, I guess until next time, I'm Trainer Thatch.
1: I'm Gator. I keep Gumi. And here
0: at the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. It's closing
1: time in Lavender Town.